2021, we still see development and humanitarian campaigns that show harmful stereotypes, negative framing, and traces of white saviorism. At the same time, we also see alternative frames in communication that question the status quo. In this podcast series about poverty porn, we open up the conversation about ethical, respectful, and inclusive communication in global development. We do this together with the Expertise Center Humanitarian Communication. This series is produced by Disrupt Development, the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. Welcome to the third episode in the Storycast series, Beyond Poverty Born. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you know by now that I am Emil, Emil Martens, and that I'm here with Walter. Walter, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, welcome. Um, also, as announced in our previous episodes, we have invited uh, the jury of the Humanitarian Communication Awards to join us today. Uh, and two of the jury members are here with us now, uh, namely Mina Etemot and Gigi Pasco Onalok. Welcome both. Good to have you here. Thank you. Hi. So in the previous episodes, uh, we introduced you to humanitarian communication, including what is meant with the imagery debate and what we mean with beyond poverty porn. And we also introduced you to our expertise center, humanitarian communication and the humanitarian communication awards, the annual awards we give to the least and most successful campaign of a Dutch development organization. And last time, Walter and I briefly presented and discussed the five nominations for the so-called Fly in the Eye Award, as well as the five nominations for the so-called High Flyer Award. And in the meantime, the jury has completed its, what I understood, lengthy deliberation and also reached a final verdict. In other words, the winners of the Humanitarian Communication Awards 2021 are known. And today we will announce them and more importantly, we will discuss them with Mina and Gigi. Walter, did I, did I forget anything? Well, it, it might be worth mentioning that uh, all of the nominees can be found on our websites where we have uh, written short uh, motivational texts uh, on why these, uh, these campaigns were nominated. So it can be worthwhile to, to check these out at humanitariancommunication.org um, and, uh, well, have a, have a good look. Uh, at, uh, at why we thought these nominations were uh, were important. Yes, yes. And then I would now like to introduce you guys to uh, Mina and Gigi. And to start with the, the latter, Gigi is a board member at our center, uh, where he holds the position of secretary since uh, last year. And Gigi, as this year's chair of the jury, um, could you briefly uh, introduce yourself um, and your fellow jury members? Uh, yes, hi, thank you so much for having us. Um, so my name is Gigi Pasco Ongalok. As mentioned, I'm a member of the supervisory board for the Expertise Center for Humanitarian Communication. I'm also innovation facilitator at Partos, which is the Dutch membership body for organizations working in development and inclusion and diversity advisor for Disrupt Development, the host uh, of this podcast. Um, also in the jury, but unfortunately not present today, is Coco Olakunle, who is a Nigerian Dutch photographer based in Amsterdam, uh, who uses crossovers between documentary and fashion from a social spatial human geography perspective. 
And I think Mina can introduce herself. Yes, my name is Mina Etemat. I'm a freelance journalist and mostly I write about arts and culture or animal rights or cultural diversity. And within that framework, I thought it was interesting to uh, discuss these campaigns and see what imagery is going on. Great. Well, thanks again for uh, for being here. Um, and just to uh, to start the discussion, could you share how the jury deliberation went? Yes, I could go ahead. I think for us, uh, it was important to start with knowing who is at the table and knowing what expertise each jury member is bringing in. So we took our time to introduce ourselves, uh, listen to each other's stories, uh, know our backgrounds, to ensure that this experience was also brought in and counted equally in, this, in the process of selecting a winner. And we also decided on the jury criteria uh, as, as a group. So thinking about what is it really that we want to look at when we go through these nominations. I think in terms of how I've experienced this, uh, it was a very, a very rich experience to discuss this with um, other, I think, specialists with different media uh, expertises and lenses. It was a very interesting process, but I think overall it was quite uh, challenging at times to um, make decisions on what nominations and what uh, communication images that we've seen were most shocking or, for example, the most um, inspiring images. So I think in, in that sense, it was, a, it was an interesting and very fruitful discussion that we've had. And through these discussions, we came up with a lot of different insights. And we've seen a lot of trends about how images and communication is used in order to um, convey a message. And uh, I'm not sure if Mina would like, would like to add something else. Well, I think you said it beautifully. Um, I totally agree. And it was, uh, for me, eye-opening to talk with you and Gigi about these um, these campaigns. Because of you, I saw different things and I noticed uh, some things that I hadn't uh, noticed before. So that was really uh, inspiring and interesting. Can I, can I follow up on that uh, briefly? I, I was interested in uh, whether these different insights made it easier or harder to, in the end, come to a conclusion. That's a good question. Um, I think we were mostly on the same page, but because, we, because someone said something, it broadened my view. And that made me um, able to, to make a better decision. So I was, I was more well-informed. I think. So it wasn't really difficult to make um, a decision by the three of us because we were all on the same page mostly, but it was just that we deepened our uh, discussion. Yeah, thanks for that. And I actually, uh, I had another question. What, what did you think of uh, the, the, the nominations that you were presented with that you had to make a choice between? Well, I mean, you have two categories, right? So one is focusing on the high flyer, the other one on the Fly in the Eye Awards, and it was a fine selection, so to say, for both categories. So we thought that all of the nominations were actually in the right spot. They had to be nominated because of their problematic imagery, for example, but also because of their creative and ingenuity in presenting different and alternative frames for um, communication and development. I think that uh, in the conversations we've had about the different frames, for example, in the Fly in the Eye Awards, we thought that 
most campaigns were made for a specific audience. And that audience was, for example, the Dutch audience. And the, the, the attempt to sort of relate to a Dutch audience made it sometimes very distant to, I think, other audiences in the world or also the, the, the people that you're actually representing in the images. I think this is something we've discussed among each other, that most of the videos that we've seen were really focusing on the, the Dutch um, audience in such a way that we didn't see any other. Um, we, we saw, for example, white Dutch people very prominently in the videos without really showing any of the background information or the people in those countries that were actually the subject of the work that these development organizations are doing. And, and Mina, what, what stood out most for you? And this could either be a trend or an exception, uh, and that could either be in the fly in the eye or the, the high flyer award category. I thought it was a bit surprising that there were still celebrity videos uh, being made. Um, I mean, videos where celebrities uh, go to uh, places, uh, go to underdeveloped countries, as they uh, call it, and they do some good stuff there. Uh, I thought that was something that wasn't being made, but um, uh, unfortunately, I was wrong. And there was the, there was this one video where some celebrities were looking at a video where um, where girls were undergoing female genital uh, mutilation, and we only saw the white celebrities watching that video. So we saw their emotions, and we didn't see any of the girls talking about their experiences or saying anything or being shown just their faces you know it was all about the white celebrities who uh, had emotions because of watching these girls undergoing that terrible thing yeah indeed this was the the video or the campaign by plan plan uh, netherlands and the video was called this gruesome is female uh, genital mutilation mm-hmm. um, and we we actually spoke uh, with uh, with the people from plan about this campaign and and they said that they would not use this anymore they already kind of decided probably last year uh, that they would not uh, go into into this direction uh, anymore so that's uh, at least a good development there oh that's really good to hear yes and uh, and this is either for Gigi or or for Mina what uh, in the high fly award stu- stood out to you what was striking to you i think that it was very nice to see that in the high flyer awards each of the uh, nominations paid a lot of detail to uh, explaining the context, so really explaining the depth of, of the work, but also the context and the people that in countries involved um, have a known story to tell. So not only framing a situation in a very simplified way, which you see in the Fly in the Eye Awards, in the case of the High Flies, you saw a lot of rich detail about where it is, what the location is, what the situation is, and even I think some sort of structural root causes that um, are really part of the problem that they're trying to tackle. I think another thing that was very good to see is that finally we saw and we heard the voices of the, I would say, the subject, the main subjects, um, instead of having um, someone from the Netherlands, such as a celebrity, prominently in, in the image. So people could share their own story. And I thought that was very important and good to see. I was I was wondering is it, is there any anything in general or maybe to one specific organization a, a message that you that you want to to convey to them something that you would like to say to any or many or all of the all of the nominees For me it would be that they should always include the people whom it's about 
and that maybe they should let go of the thought of oh we have to earn money and because of that we have to show white people having emotions because that's their thinking i guess that uh, if you show white people feeling feeling pain or sorrow because of something that's going on in another country then they will give you money and then you can uh, succeed but you can also succeed if you if you don't focus on money but on what you can do for the long term so that would be something i um, would like to uh, say to them I would uh, like to direct my my sort of um, recommendation specifically to the Dutch development sector and the organizations uh, that clearly make very, they make decisions, you know, you make decisions on what you would like to show in a video. And it's not just as if there's a reality in front of you, there are specific decisions in terms of uh, media production, the narrative that you want to tell, and who is represented. And Dutch NGOs have a role to play here, they have a role to play and need to be aware that whatever they show on video is uh, contributing to uh, production or reproduction of, for example, uh, images that reproduce racism or exclusion or a specific perception. So really think about that role, uh, really reflect on it deeply, because we've seen very bad examples um, that really portray a white savior and people, people of color that are only needy for help. But we've also seen very good examples how indeed you can always hear the voice of people whom it's all about. So I think that's uh, something I really would like to give away. All right. Thanks. Thanks. And and I think then the moment uh, is now here to uh, to announce the winners. So the winner of the Fly in the Eye and the High Flyer Award. So uh, Gigi, I think the honor uh, as the uh, chair of the jury is, uh, is yours. Yes. So we would like as a jury to uh, award the Fly in the Eye Award, specifically to A Case of Joy by Compassion Netherlands. As a jury, we've seen a lot of um, shocking images, but specifically the Fly in the Eye Award, we wanted to give it to A Case of Joy. A Case of Joy um, shows the video of a woman, uh, a Dutch entrepreneur, who makes little poaches and brings them to the Philippines and in this video, it's shown as if these, uh, these poaches are the, the solution to the pain of little children uh, and the solution to child prostitution, so children um, that have to work as sex workers. And we thought that this narrative and this mere simplicity of having a woman uh, in the Netherlands that is totally detached from that reality and having this person as the savior of all problems in the world and only showing that emotion of someone who is um, happy about her um, efforts we thought it was so yeah, confronting and also conflicting with reality that we really wanted to nominate this. We also thought it was really uh, weird, actually, in a, a case of joy, that it didn't seem like they had asked the, uh, the children for whom the poaches were, would you like to have a poach? Would that add something to your life value? They just made poaches and sent them to uh, uh, the Philippines, but... Now there's 160 kilos of poaches there. Do they really need them? And how can they, uh, how can their lives be better because of those poaches? Have they asked that? It, it wasn't clear. And that, that was really uh, painful, actually, to watch. Um, maybe to add to that, I think one of the reasons why we've selected a case of joy is because it also shows a very new trend of uh, flashy videos, like a very slick edit, uh, which also brings the feeling of, ah, oh, this is fine, you know? But then when you really think about the underlying message that is being, being given, it's not very different from the classical imagery that we see 
where the the unequal relations are reproduced between the haves and the haves nuts. And uh, we thought because of that, we really wanted to show that in new videos, in the new trends of humanitarian communication, the positive images are not always a solution. Moving on to the High Flyer Award then, uh, we've selected as a winner an important message from Jairo by Rutgers and the entire alliance. We thought that in this case, storytelling was so strong and the story told by a person, an LGBTI person from Guyana, that was able to tell his own story and was able to share how, in, in, in his opinion, his work mattered. And uh, the voice and the images around this video were so strong that as a, ju a jury, we really felt compelled to nominate them. It shows that storytelling, but also a combination with uh, a very good illustration can really put people into a position of power. And the idea of nothing with us without us is really very much present in the nominated or the awarded video. Is there something you want to add, Mina? Yeah, what I also really liked about this video was that it inspired you to speak up. The um, uh, narrator told us at the end, use your voice. And that was really good because he didn't say, use your voice for me, uh, help me. But he said, you should do as I do. So that was a really equal message. It wasn't about the difference between him in Guyana and us in the West. It was about we are all the same and we always have to speak up if we see injustice. All right, so the, the Fly in the Eye Award goes to Compassion Nederland for the video A Case of Joy, while the High Flyer Award has been given to Rutgers for the video An Important Message from Jairo. And I also heard that uh, you have given two special mentions in the uh, High Flyer Award category. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's true. We wanted to nominate two others, namely Palestine Resilience from PAX, and Namwa FM, uh, which is a video or finance, co-financed by Terdesom. And uh, we wanted to give them a special mention because of the originality of their media format. The Palestine Resilience is an online exposition. Uh, it's a website that is very interactive. And the other special mention is a video which is actually financed by Terdesom, but produced locally in collaboration with local actors. And we thought that this format was quite new and inspiring, something we haven't seen before. And what is also important is that in both of these processes, not only the, the, the media format, but also the process of producing was very much in participation or even let, locally let. And um, I think this also shows of the quality and uh, the, the process of thinking behind uh, creating communication products in development. Great. Well, thanks for, for announcing and explaining the, uh, the awards. Uh, and I would like to again thank the great jury consisting of Kokwa Lekunle, uh, Mina A. Tamat, uh, and Gigi Pascal Onolok for providing their time, their, their knowledge, and their dedication to judging these awards. And for a complete overview of the results, including a jury report, uh, because you have also provided an extensive jury report in which you um, have explained why you came to the decisions that you just shared with us. Um, you can check our, our website, uh, as Wouter also already mentioned, which can be found um, at uh, humanitariancommunication.org. So thank you all for, for listening. Thank you for being here. And we'll hope you'll uh, tune in again next time.
Have you enjoyed listening to this episode? Then please subscribe to our channel. If you're interested in engaging in thought-provoking conversations with fellow development professionals, then make sure to join the Disrupt Development Talk the Walk sessions every Friday at 1 p.m. Central European Summer Time. Thank you for listening to this podcast channel. Disrupt Development is the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. We work with leaders, nonprofits, social enterprises, corporates, international institutions, and governments to help them innovate, maximize impact, and achieve systems change. Want to know more? Visit us at disruptdevelopment.org.